You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and checking out another episode of Drinks with Johnny. We have a very special guest today, a very talented singer, drummer, many facets of life, wonderful Brandon Seller of Atreyu. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, good sir. Of course, of course. This is going to be awesome. So this, uh, this time you picked a New York Sour I did. for uh, me to make, which was awesome. We talked about this for the upcoming week. And I got to uh, learn how to make this drink. I'd never had it before, so you turned me on to something pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, and you, I appreciate have, it. you have me to thank for that. I do, I really do. It's a delicious drink. It was, it was, it was an awesome trial to go through and make these several times and grueling. drink them. It's, oh, it was. Yeah, it's grueling so let's get into it. We're gonna make this drink. New York Sours. <laughs> so I got you some uh, real good bourbon, I think. It's a private select maker's mark. It'll you approve? Do. Yeah. It'll do. <laughs> We're going a little fancy on this for sure. It's like, you know, I can't I can't have some I can't know that someone out there has made a better one for you. This is not a blue collar New York <laughs> So in order to make one of these, you're gonna take two shots of bourbon to start off. You're gonna put in two shots of bourbon. And then you go down the line of all these ingredients. Look at this. Look we got this ourselves an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice. Very key that's fresh squeezed. That's gonna go right in there. Then we have a uh, simple syrup. Now, I actually just learned how to make simple syrup. So I did this, this is my own batch. It's, you take equal parts water and sugar, bring it up to a boil, make sure the sugar all dissolves, call it a day, let it sit, cool it down. Now it's ready for drinks. Johnny simple syrup, don't you? Johnny simple syrup. That November sounds a little. That's, yeah, that sounds a little, little uh, funky, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I trust. That. <laughs> and then we got. Uh, so the way I did it, just to make it easier on me, is I got uh, liquid egg whites, but they got to be pasteurized. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm already impressed. Yeah, you know, you, you learn something new every day. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, get that all together. Give it a few shakes. And now we pour. Oh yeah, babe. Oh, always make sure you're pouring this over the rocks, or ice as they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now comes the real fun part, guys. Because you're such a special guest, and I wanted to make this a really special drink for you, mm -hmm. I went out of my way to get a bottle of Opus One. Oh, you did. For the red wine floater on this drink. Like I said, this is not your blue color. New York <laughs> And somewhere out there, there's just one person that is either watching or listening to this right now and is a wine connoisseur, mm -hmm. and they just had a fucking heart attack. You know what? And to you, good sir or madam, we salute you. <laughs> 
No, that, that just pissed him right off. Yeah, proceed. The idea behind this red wine floater is to make sure you pull it over the back side of the spoon very slowly so that it stays all the way on top. It's the idea, it's why, hence a floater. Mm -hmm. It's gonna sit on top of the drink. You wanna give about, you know, the normal recipe probably calls for like half, half an ounce, half, half a shot, but you know, I'm gonna pour a little bit more because it's Opus One. Yeah. Johnny, I just went from six to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, New York. All right, I got it. It's actually it. fucking good. It's delicious. <laughs> Is it? I uh, I was making them earlier today just with Justin. I haven't had. I made the one with Opus just for a B roll uh -huh. before, right before you got here, and I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking good. It's a great drink, man. Thank it you. It really is. In all seriousness, really, thank you for turning me onto this drink. I, I, and it's I, not hard to make too. It's really not. The really everyone gets kind of frightened by the egg whites because it's like a oh. It's literally just there for texture. You can't, you can't fuck it up. The Opus is actually wonderful. <laughs> it really is, dude. Someone's really gonna have a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> oh, what, a dick. what an absolute cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> it really is fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's a good, that's a good move. Yeah. You know the other element about being a terrible bartender, in my case? So I have the shakiest effing hands yeah, in the world. I was just gonna say, you need another, another, another drink. I know, right? I think that's the only way I'm ever gonna do it. And the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking it before I even put it in the shaker. <laughs> before I forget, we need to do, we need to get the photo so I could put out the April Fool's thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where's my phone? Where did I put that? Actor, comedian. Well known from uh, movies like Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Was he in Super Troopers? Oh, the second one. The second one, Super Troopers 2. All right, cool, let's get back to business. Let's get back to business out here in New York. Fucking New York style. <laughs> that's, you know what's funny is now that's New York is a little sassy thing. Is it really? So he does this thing here where he'd be like, Hey, I'm, uh, he's like, hey, I'm in New York City out in front of a greasy spoon we call uh, Denny's. <laughs> like, he'd go and he'd be like, they got all the things. They got the hot dogs, hamburgers, and they come in. And he's like, you guys got, you guys got hot dogs? And they're like, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, and they go, and he's like, now that's New York. <laughs> but he would do shit that's like so not New York. That's so rad. He'd be like, I'm in front of a little bodega called 7 -11. I gotta check this out. They got all the things the kids want. And he's that's like, hey, you have one of those fruit cups that are disgusting and almost rotten? <laughs> Uh, fruit cups are in the back. And then it takes a bite. He's like, now that's, that's New York. York. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta he's, listen to that. Is it, what, where did, what is it on? It's just like on, it was on his like Insta stories. So oh, it might be on rad. YouTube or something. But he did a, he was like filming a movie and like at his trailer there was like an ice chest and it was Poland Springs seltzer water. Okay. And he like goes and like slams his fist in the thing and like pulls out Poland Springs. <laughs> No, that's New York. Poland Springs. It's just like fucking. That's ridiculous. Great. We should probably tell the kids why we're talking about Will Sasso too in this episode. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can tell, but this is his doppelganger, mm -hmm. Mr. Brandon Saleh. So we've we've got we've had this discussion many times over the years, haven't we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have. I've had it with you, and I've had it with about seven thousand <laughs> Atreyu fans that have come to our show and asked, "Do you forget that you look?" Yeah. It's kind of like Chad with uh, with Will Ferrell, right? Hundred percent. I'm sure he hears. He's had, he's never heard. He's he's heard that to the end of yeah, time. Yeah, to the end know? of time. He's more Will Ferrell than he is Chad Smith. Oh yeah, he's got to be. I was always at first. I was super offended because like back in the day, Will Sasso was like real big. <laughs> he wasn't like a, a 
It's no. not. It's not about the body. It's, no. it's the face. But to me, when someone comes up to you and says like, "Hey, you look like that fat comedian," you're like, "Sick." You know? That's that was that was really the boof, the confidence booster yeah. I needed today. Awesome. Uh, can I sign your shit. You know. But then he like trimmed down. He's looking great these days. Yeah. And uh, so then it was like, cool. Yeah, I do. I do. I look like this. Yeah. And it's more so. It's really in like the mannerisms and like the stupid facial expressions where I think it's, they're still it's, it's still pre- it's still very prevalent in your yeah. face. Seeing the dude face to face though, it's like it's it's real. I love that. I dig that about you. Cheers, man. Cheers. This is a wonderful New York Saturday. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm enjoying it. This is a wonderful program, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm asking everybody, like I'm starting to line up all these different episodes now, and I'm asking everybody, I'm like, well, what, what time of day do you want to do it? Because we're going to be literally drinking. And, I, <laughs> and Usually it comes back a nighttime thing, but I'm going to be interested to see who the first guy is going to be like, uh, let's start at like noon, <laughs> or like yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning, and we'll be like, fuck yes. Oh, that, is, yeah. that, that is my favorite time to start. Did, uh, <laughs> I think I've told you this before, we did, um, me and a couple of dudes from Johnny's. It was me, Johnny, Kyle, Howdy Doody. Yeah and uh, a couple other dudes who did this thing called 10 and 10. And, or no, 12 and 12, sorry. Where we Remind did, me, I think you told me about we this. We did 12 right? bars in 12 hours. Oh yeah. From 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Started at Johnny's. We did like Johnny's, second floor, a bunch of bars in Huntington Beach, went down to like Blackie's, and like down there, like really got in with like the super dark 7 a.m. bar crowd. Yeah, I was gonna say like, how did you? How did you? How were you? Well, obviously you had Johnny. In the gap. In the gap, back to Johnny's Johnny's to to keep it going. Charge the cameras. (laughs) But we fucking destroyed his bar. Oh, every night. No, no, every night he just he does that. Not every night. No. I was breaking pool cues over my head. Oh shit! You guys went rowdy. Like a clown thing he had. I was like punching it in the face. (laughs) There was a dude, this dude, Brendan, was behind the bar, just with glasses, just throwing glasses at the wall. All the while, Johnny's just like, yeah, like, stoked. <laughs> we were, like, listening to, like, Hatebreed and freaking the Ramones and shit. That's just, like, rad. circle pitting, destroying his bar. <laughs> you, I just have to say, you are the perfect guest to have right now because I'm trying to, like, legitimize this episode to make it, it's not just about drinking drunk stories. It's more than that. We're gonna make drinks. <laughs> Yeah, and then the stories will come out. Mm -hmm. I hope that these episodes last long enough for our children to hear these stories. But Dad, remember that time you said you? Oh, we're screwed. uh, We're gonna be like, well, it's it's all for. We didn't actually do any of these. It's just for the show. These aren't real stories. Kids, these are made up. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you sent me the scripts so early, so I can memorize them. Yeah, say them so fluidly that they seem real. Yeah, that was all part of the master plan. Oh, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Let's talk about your beer, my man. I got a, I got some stuff sent over my way from uh, my good friend, Sean. Mr. Akavan. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty cool looking. I mean, I don't, I don't see too many beers with the comic book shit on it like that. Yeah, like, I look that's... jacked. I look, <laughs> if, you, if you focus in on this can, look how let, let's pull, Let's pull one out. Let's, let's, let's crush how, one of these. Look how ripped I am. Look at a Greek <laughs> god. My only problem with it, though, is I don't understand why you guys took... M shadows and put them on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, look, that could be now. Yeah, no yeah, no problem. Yeah, I feel like, uh, th- yeah, I don't know. I just think he was, you know, just go for the big guns, throw them on your beard. Yeah, I mean that's pretty rad. I mean, Al's, his guns look pretty good, but I now don't they're know if rad. They look 
this good. No, no, I mean you're you're He-Man in that. And not shit. a tattoo, just pure as the as the snow is white. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's that the same. beard whipping around. Look how look at the wind. No, that's that's the wind that's dope. Beer. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so Noble is, a, is an amazing brewery from Orange County. How did the marriage of Noble and Atreya really happen? So we had a couple breweries in Orange County that we really liked. Noble being our top pick. Okay. We're all familiar with their brewery. Dan was our guitar player was familiar with them as well. Um, he's done some some kind of business with them, and. So we went and hit them up, talked to them, and, and it turns out they're like big metal dudes. So oh, really? Fans of the band, they're like, new, you know, so they're... Are you telling me guys who like beer are into metal? Strange concept, <laughs> as it may be. Not just foofy New York style. Not, not just foofy yeah. New York style. Real beer. Real beer. So uh, we hit them up, went and met them, took a tour of the brewery, talked about what we might want to do. It's delicious. It's a tasty beer. Now. Yeah. So you talked about, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. I just had to tell you. That's all good. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Um, so we... Met with them, talked about what we might want to do, and came up with this concept of the kind of citrus double IPA. And we're all fans of IPAs, so that kind of seemed perfect. Yeah. We got this crazy artwork done, kind of our album art. Us as like weird superheroes. There's a song on the album called Superhero, which yeah. Shadows sings on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we have a beer. It kind of like goes away for a second. They're like, hey guys, beer's done. We're going to do the launch party and we're going to do whatever. And you're like, oh shit, we have a beer. That's so rad. You know? Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! So I'm very envious like, of that, by the way. Our fans came out, fucking, you know, and it was gone. Like, it was here and gone. Like, the fact that you have a four-pack tonight is surprising to me. Are you guys going to be doing more of it, or what do you... What we do you haven't decided whether we're going to just do another batch of this, or we're going to do something different. But there's there's going to be another Atreya beer. Yes. That's awesome. That's really cool. Absolutely. We, we're stoked on the Noble Dudes, and it was so... How's the, I've, I haven't been down to that facility yet. How, how is it? It's cool. It's just a small, kind of mellow thing, but it's like... It's insane what you can do with... They're, they're expanding. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of these craft breweries, especially here, like... I, I actually think the Orange County beer right now is, is a little underrated, to be honest. Like a lot of them are, are coming out. They're really coming out with some great ones. Like, I don't know if you've had uh, been down to Rip in Huntington. Yeah. I think, I, think they got a, I think they got a great couple of beers in there. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely cool. There's definitely a lot of beers here that are, like breweries here that are really fucking killing it. Uh, and like really being known on a global level. Yeah. It's, the crossover was crazy between like their following and our following. Holy shit, you guys doing a beer with a trade? And then like, holy shit, you're doing a beer with Noble? Yeah. Like, it was equal. It's a good little beer. It's a great beer. It really is. I'm just, you know, I just really stoked for you guys to be able to do that. I mean, that these breweries are like open to these ideas now and stuff. And they're like, they're, you know, they're, a lot of times, especially with some of those East Coast breweries, I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but like, they get a little too elitist yeah. with, their, with their beverages, with their beers and stuff. And it's like... It's like, man, I, I get why you're being a little bit of elitist, because that shit's fucking delicious. <laughs> 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 
Let's see what our April Fool's joke is at too. Hey, that's pretty quick. For my, my person, we're already, we're already at uh, 3,500 likes. Damn. That's good for me. Not bad. <laughs> Any comments? 51. <laughs> the first one is, oh my God, I thought that was Brandon from Atreo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did too. Oh, everyone's getting in on it. That's because it is. Laugh out loud. Someone finally got it. That's so good. Also, that's not Latter Day Christ. It's Danny DeVito. Oh, I love that Get person. Out. I love you. That's Brandon Seller. That's so funny. Those comments are pretty good. I didn't even. Wow, I didn't even recognize them. <laughs> this is the funniest shit I've seen all day. This is so good. <laughs> uh. Everyone's just waiting for Brian to say pussy. Yeah. <laughs> pussy. I'm going to call that pussy. <laughs> You're going to beat him to it? <laughs> yeah, just, just keep it going. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Even Alex Reeser assisted in the miniature. I just got a text from him. What did he say? Hey, dude. Saw you interviewed with Will Sasso. <laughs> Do you think you wanted that posted this week? <laughs> Wait, did he look at the post? I know, it yeah. works well. <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's joking, dude. It doesn't did, sound like he's in say, on it at did all. Did you look at the post? <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, post it. Dude, that's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, post it for sure. <laughs> So, as we kind of spoke upon a little bit, Opus One is, you know, it's a very high-end wine out of, out of Napa. It yeah, is. It's, yeah. it's something that you don't have on an everyday occurrence. It's not what you call a daily drinker. It's not what you call a daily drinker. But, let me ask you, when's the uh, last first, what do you, what's your memories to this bottle, the Opus One bottle? So I have one, aside from tonight, I have one other memory. It involves myself. My good friend Kyle Rosa, you, mm, I know. Sinister Gates, <laughs> in a hotel room. Uh, we've had a night already. Oh yeah. And I believe the saying was, why don't you come up for a nightcap? <laughs> it was about a five hour nightcap. Yeah. And well, they always end up turning on, you know, when you, there's really not much else for us to do it yeah. after a certain hour, and we're the, just like, oh, we're still awake. Yeah, you know, we played, we played a show. Yeah. We've already gigged. We've already we've gigged. gigged. Um, so we went back up to, maybe yours or Brian's room. I think it was Brian's room. Brian. I think it was. I think it was Gates, yeah. And you wanted to, I'll call it stick it to the man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the way to put it, yeah. Um, so you He told me to order, order wine for us all. Order wine, we wanted to drink some wine. Yeah. So you ordered a couple bottles of something or other, Justin or something nice. Which is like a justification, isosceles. Yeah. And it was another California wine, but yeah. a, a higher end one, yeah. Beautiful. And then you ordered two bottles of Opus One. And I remember the, uh, the conversation of the hotel guy. Uh, sir, are you sure you want this much money? Yes, send them up. Please, send them up <laughs> at once. <laughs> so we drank uh, a couple bottles of Opus One, yeah. a couple bottles of something else, real nice. We really just enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. But the funny part is at the time, I think we were probably too shithouse to understand. What oh, we yeah. Drinking. No, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd had Opus One a handful of times before that. And I, so I was very aware of what it was and what was, yeah. coming, up, what was coming up the pipe, you know. Um, me being someone who's frequented Napa yeah. uh, many times, I've 
just become a huge fan of this bottle. Absolutely. Now the funny thing is, so when I left the hotel to go back to my hotel at maybe around 5 a.m., um, before my Uber account, for some reason, was connected to my wife's phone number. So at 5 a.m. our time, which was like 7 a.m. her time, the Uber called her, letting him know that they, they're on their way. <laughs> so she texts me like, hey, your Uber's ready. And I'm like, like oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then, of course, the next day, like, what did you guys, what'd you guys do? Yeah. So then I let out, oh, yeah, we had out in the room and uh, a couple bottles of Opus One. My wife's a big wine person, mm-hmm. too. So I can't really say Opus One still to this day without her giving me a fucking stink <laughs> Yeah. So, oh yeah, just out on the road, having fun. Having a good time drinking up this wine. <laughs> but you know what? You're a hospitable motherfucker. Oh, thank you. And thank that's, you. That's the truth. Yeah, let's cheers yeah, uh, for the like nine millionth time on this episode. Exactly. Uh. We should have a counter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a counter would be great. Yeah. That's a great idea. This guy's full of great ideas. I told you. Cheers. Very sir. special guest. Muy especial. So I want to um, segue into another story here. I don't know how aware of this you are, but. When I first joined Avenged Sevenfold, I just came in to do a two-week tour with them, and I was still in high school at the time. I made the arrangements with my teachers, and was like, I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, whatever. I didn't think there was going to be much else to it. I just thought, a couple weeks, I'm helping out with some buddies and stuff like that. That tour ended up being the tour that at the end, right before the Showcase Theater, which was like the highlight of the tour, Um, I joined the band, and that is also the time that I met you mm-hmm. as you were the co-headliner in the Treyu yep. to said tour. Yep. We went up and down the West Coast yep. for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, from my perspective, I was just, uh, you know, I was a baby in a big world at that point. Like, I just didn't know. You guys had, had already been doing several tours, you know, a couple weeks here and there, wherever yeah. wherever the, the gigs were, you guys were already out there. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-headliner, everyone's on the same playing field, yeah. you know. Um, one of my favorite things was how you guys uh, brought us out to someone's house in Phoenix, I want to say, and we had highballs there. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, and that was, uh, that's a memory that I always remember because I was just like, wow, this is what the road life is. You play a gig <laughs> and you go over to some dude's house and he like, he just opens up the doors to you and you just have drinks at his house and it's like a house party after that and like, yeah. And that's what it was for us. I mean, those at the, the time, days. those yeah. were the days. It's literally, you couldn't afford a hotel room, no. so you had to go to a friend's house and everything. Yeah. So that specific night was like a big eye opener. I was like, "Whoa, man, this is what this is." I'm, I'm so all in. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end of the tour that I even knew that they were going to offer me that job. For sure. So that was in. I was fresh in, and I and there was no guarantees, and I was breaking strings like crazy. Yeah. So there was no, there was, there was no was guarantee. I was, I was just clipping them. I was just yeah, I was just going for it, man. So I just want to ask you how much you remember about that tour. Is there any specific stories that you that you yeah. that you, that you have? Well, the first interaction we ever had with with any anything event sevenfold was play a show it was pre you um, in L.A. It was us and the Avengers and Fremont Ashes. And we're getting there earlier in the day, we were eating or something, and it was maybe Brian, Matt, and Zach walking across the street, maybe Jimmy too, walking across the street, and it was like, we were like, those dudes look like us, but we don't know who that is. I'm assuming that's not a <laughs> Everyone's got tattoos and dressed in black, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> and then at that show, I remember, I think Brian might have played bass because they just got, their bass player, old bass player, been 
be there. Yeah, Damien Ash yeah. Had, 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 had left uh, for his, like, somebody's wedding or something yeah. like that. So I think Zach played guitar, Brian played bass, I want to say. And we're watching and being like, holy shit, this is cool. And we were like, oh, this band's awesome. And I bought the fucking CD from Val. Yeah, and Val was oh, the merch girl at the time, yeah. Matt, Matt's wife. Yeah. Well, I went to go home and I put the CD in. And our guitar player Dan's car. And the first song was fucking the piano song. And, uh, the uh, Taylor Rapture? Yeah, uh, the the, 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 the soft one, the ballad. Oh, yeah. Warmest on Soul. Warmest on Soul. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, did the fucking write CD? Like, this is the band we just watched. We're like, well, this is fucking crazy. So it was, it was a realization for us that we were like, this band is like us. We're just doing like, trying to do weird off the wall shit that no one else is doing. So that's the first one where it's like, oh, cool, Avenged Sevenfold. That's a fucking cool band. Then we go on tour. That night in Arizona was the first time we actually really got to hang out. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? Getting to know people, this and that. And... The wonder that sticks out for me on that tour is it involves Matt. Yeah. So we get to a show and Matt's pissed. I'm like, what? why is he pissed? He's like, oh, I'm fucking, I was at the casino last night. I lost a fucking bunch of money at the casino. And I'm like, well, <laughs> first of all, what casino? Yeah. So in that like span of two weeks, he had like gone to a casino and like lost a bunch of money and then like, Borrowed money from like the merch but like the fucking cash box, and like got up again and got down again, and the next day like oh, I'm fucking down. I'm going back tonight. I'm gonna win my money back. <laughs> and it was this like four span day span of like him just gambling every night. And in my head I'm like, first of all, these dudes are the real fucking deal. <laughs> but then also I was like, these dudes are fucking nuts. These dudes are nuts. And it was like there was like, it was like I feel like I'm gonna end up being friends with these people. Yeah. Like, but it was just funny because not knowing someone and being like, wait, you took money from your merch box? And the band was like, yeah, cool, man, go get it. Yeah. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. This is what being in a band's all about. Yeah, I remember, I remember those, those times too. It wasn't, you know, Matt, was, Matt is a good, it wasn't that crazy to us because Matt's actually a good gambler. And, yeah. but, and, he, and you know that now because we've been to Vegas together and we've done that, we've done the whole thing. And he's the one who taught me how to do stuff and everything yeah. like that. So I know... He's, he does his research, you know, he knows how to gamble. And, uh, and it was just fun for us, because I mean, like, literally, I couldn't even go into the casinos at the time. I was 18 years yeah. old. So we'd stop at these casinos and everyone would go in. I think even Zach might have had a, had a fake idea at this point. Yeah. And he, because I think he turned 21 on this tour. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he turned 21 on this tour. And, uh, I think I was 19. Yeah, and we were like, like how did just fucking kids? Just kids, just like kids. Think so, of a nineteen-year-old. I mean, Matt's not that much older than I am. But no. to be like, you're going to casinos and just gambling out like, like that's where you go after this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like falling and asleep there's, there's on the bench. <laughs> well, there's stops on the way. We're all driving ourselves. I mean, can you think of how you drive yourself absolutely, too. yeah, and absolutely dangerous it was that we were doing this. We were in like the shittiest vans of all time uh-huh. with trailers on them as well you yeah. can't go our car if you if you went 70 or above the whole thing started rattling oh, yeah. and we're like i mean that's probably the only deterrent that kept us alive to be honest <laughs> yeah but like yeah you just think about like what that life was like at that time like and all of us still so confident like i, I can remember looking across at you guys and i'm not even in the band yet and i'm looking across and i see you as like you guys are all talking and 
everyone's just got a little bit of confidence. Like we're just feeling each other out for the first time. Yeah. And I wasn't even part of it, so I got to like see it from like yeah, the side. Kind of I'm, I'm outside, kind of looking yeah. from the outside. I'm looking at both you guys, like kind of sizing each other up. Yeah. Like everyone's puffing other chest, like yeah, you know, you know, we did we did pretty good last night at merch. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, it was, too, it was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show, yeah. Man. Yeah. Because yeah. well, that's all it was. I mean, when, you're, when you're coming up, it's just a fucking, it's a months long of a dick measuring contest. Oh, it totally you was. Know? It was just ridiculous. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, it's like, if you could have said, you know, like, what was that now? Fucking almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, oh. Fast forward 10 years, and you'll all be great friends. Yeah, you would have no idea. You would have no idea. You're going to go swimming at his house with all of your kids. Yeah. In about 15 years. And yeah, or you're going you're going to be you're going to be at uh you're going to be at their weddings. Yes. Uh, and on the <laughs> yeah. way too. Yeah, back then it was just like, oh, we're fucking out here just yeah. doing our thing. Doing our thing. Yeah. Had no idea. Had there that there was going to be such a long-lasting friendship that yeah. would, that would come that way. This is a fun fun fact too, back to the Arizona night. Zach had a mushroom head beanie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And he left that mushroom head beanie at my friend Scott's house. And Scott was like, dude, this dude left his beanie. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? I don't <laughs> think he gives a shit. <laughs> He's like, I just feel bad. You know, I want to like, give him his beanie back. I'm like, okay, well, text him or, I don't know, go on MySpace or something. And see yeah, what, what even did, what even did that what the communications were at that time? I, he, I don't think I had a cell phone yet at that point. Yeah, I think he ended up maybe going to one of your shows when you guys came back around. and was like, hey man, like you said, man, like, you left your beanie. <laughs> and I think Zach was like, what the fuck? Like, thank you. Like, I love this beanie. Thank you. Like, <laughs> it was just funny. Like, it's a fucking beanie. It's a shit. Yeah. Those mushroom head dudes were rad though too. Did you guys do any tours with them? Uh, you guys always did like the off the wall tours. Like back in the day, we always kind of did like your like hardcore band. Like we toured like Shy Halud and, and mm-hmm. uh, Hope's Fall and like shit like that. Where you guys you guys kind of dipped into the more I won't call it the mainstream earlier, but like mushroom head and yeah. like, shit like that. Well, there was a lot of stuff that was that, that was still kind of. Uh, at the time, everyone was calling it new metal. Yeah, and um, there was a lot of those bands that um, actually kind of took us under their wing. I mean, it, For sure. before I was in the band, the way it was described to me is basically they were the, they were the only gigs that were out there yeah. to begin with. Then we realized that sounding different was on, better. Was, was better. Yeah. For those tours, it got people looking at us a little bit more, and, and I think that was the that was the theory behind it. Yeah. So. We had this conversation with with your brother the other day. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Briefly, it was ironically coming up. Avenge Sevenfold and Atreyu were the two bands in Orange County that were like the outcasts. No one liked us. Like, no. We sounded different, and it was weird. And we all had our own thing, and no one cared. But coincidentally, and taking it on the road too, you can't. At that time, when you when you took a Orange County hardcore band at the time out on the road. Yeah. It was very regional. Every other region 100%. said that they had their hardcore exactly. and they ain't listening to nobody else's. Yeah, their brand of whatever, yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, coincidentally, we'll bring it, we'll cheers again. Yeah. Now we're drinking Opus One together. <laughs> now so. we're drinking Opus One <laughs> 20 years later and things have worked out. They have, they have. So thank you, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope uh, you're enjoying this so far. So, another thing um, I wanted to ask you about. So I know a little bit about it, but uh, you know I don't. I want to hear it from your recounting. Um, I know that you guys in the trade went on a little bit of a hiatus for a little bit, yeah. and then now you guys are back after Long Live and uh, the one you're currently on. Yeah. In our wake. 
In our wake, that's right. Thank you. I've been drinking. And then... Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a miracle that I remember. <laughs> so, uh, so guys, you guys are now back and probably better than ever. I mean, it sounds like everything's going really great. Everything yeah. I talked to you about, you guys are on tours. What tour are you coming up on? Uh, we're going out and doing a co-headline run. Um, it's called the Spring Invasion Tour with Motionless and White. Cool. And then called Wilson, who's awesome. There's like a good party band. Very cool. So uh, basically, I want to get back to... Um, if you don't mind, what, what, what was that hiatus about? With, think, as much as you can give, yeah. obviously you don't want to, you know, you don't want to give away the keys to the castle here. <laughs> but, you know, as much as you can give and like what made you guys realize that you needed to continue a trade and bring it all back together? I think that it came down to, um, at the time we had done a trade since we were kids. I turned 18 on tour. You know, oh, yeah. And we didn't stop. We have a similar experience there. Yeah. So we went going like 10 plus years of just like going, 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 record and tour, record and tour, record and tour. And I think it just kind of, it started to do a little bit, kind of sort of burn out. And I don't know about, about you guys, I feel like maybe in a similar headspace where it's like, you really take this job as a, as a privilege. Mm-hmm. We're lucky to get what we do. And it's like, when you kind of get to the point where you're like, I'm just out here phoning it in. Like, I don't know the we were kind of like, we don't know that we deserve to be here right now. Like, I, I don't I wouldn't want someone to come pay and come see me play if I know that I'm just kind of like going through the motions. Yeah, that's not, that's not what you started out to no, do. It doesn't translate. You, you can sniff that shit from a mile away. Yeah, and you, you, know? you just, you don't want to put out a product like no. that. So I was like, I think we should go away for a minute. Gotcha. So we went away for a while. Um, I started another band, Hell Right Water. Um, awesome band, which you're the frontman of, by yeah, the way. Which yeah. is, I don't, I don't know that everyone knows that right now yeah, out there watching, sure. but yeah. you're a badass frontman. I've seen you, you at a couple of shows running across bars and shit, and it's pretty <laughs> fucking rad. Stage can't hold me down. <laughs> it was fun. It, it, I think that's what uh, taking a break taught us all. It mm-hmm. taught us so much about ourselves individually, maybe kind of like strengthened each other's weaknesses individually. Uh, that when it was time to come around, you know, four or five years later. It was like, let's try this again. And we all really brought our A-game back to the table. It was like, we've had this kind of moment of clarity and this break and really time to self-reflect and grow. Let's see where we're at now. Yeah. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests discounts on merchandise in our shop and access to our private discord server where you can chat one-on-one with johnny christ himself awesome! so stay tuned stay thirsty and stay filthy as fuck so we came back you know a handful of years ago did a record called on live it was like what the like a tangible version of what it sounds like when five dudes have pent up aggression and put it on tape <laughs> it's a very heavy record yeah it's, it's it, heavy it, it's it is, fucking yeah. fast there was no our label was like singles we're like fuck no. go fuck yourself they want they wanted to become the bull again yeah and, and, and rightly so though we're like you're not getting a second of it and they're like cool we love it that's why our label's great that's great that's um, great you have so, that relationship with them too yeah so we put out the record we, we did literally bare minimum kind of dipping our toes back in the water it felt really good but really good. Our fans really treated us great. A lot of new people were seeing us for the first time. So it was like, let's make another record. Um, you know, we, we in between, I had done a Hell or High Water record. We did a full cycle on that. So there was, was almost another break. Mm-hmm. And it came time. I was like, let's make a record. Let's, let's do something cool. It's really like 
let's try this time. <laughs> let's, really put, let's go both feet in the yeah. deep end. And so we went back in with John Feldman, who did uh, Blood Cells Paper Anchor, which was a huge record for us. And uh, just kind of like fucking went for it. Yeah, I remember it was uh, last summer you sent me yeah. this record. And I listened to it pretty pretty often when I was on yeah. my walks. I did, I did, I did a walk up along the beach like pretty yeah. much every day, and I was listening to that a lot. And I'll be damned, those are some fucking anthems, bro. You guys came up with some anthems on that record, for sure. And it's not like it's just like there was one. It was like, when I was listening, I was like, damn, like every song has an anthem part. But like in an awesome way. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking catchy, hooky. At the same time, the heavy breakdowns. I literally was thinking while I was listening to this record, I was like, this reminds me of what Atreyu was when I first joined Avenged. Like when I when I would hear you guys, and every night after after we there was the song. Um, I should have done my homework to find the actual name of it, but I, <laughs> it was always stuck in my head. That you guys always finished with yeah. at that era. The Lip so hard to black, see. Bro. Yeah. Oh no, that's Ain't Love Grand. Yeah, Ain't Love Grand. Oh, look yeah. at you with the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. So that's still in there. You know what? You want? I'll tell you a funny story about yeah. the lyrics in a second. But yeah, so it, it sounded like you got this anthem going and um, and you still got the heavy breakdowns, everything. And I was just so happy to hear that again because I was yeah. like listening and I was like, don't get me wrong, I love all, the, all your guys' shit. But like when I heard that, I was like, this is what I remember Atreyu was. Like then, and, but with a new sound and yeah. like, and, a, and you could clearly hear that everyone was like working together again. Yeah, well there's a, it's funny because there's a pressure we go away for a while and you come back, there's that immense pressure that's like, you have to make this fucking record. No one's heard shit from you in a while. This better be fucking good. So we went like, oh, this be fucking heavy. Oh, and it, it, I don't know, it was very like knee-jerk reaction to making a record. Yeah. And I think a, th a big part of that too was at the time our, our guitar player was was getting, was getting dealing with his sobriety, he was getting sober. So he kind of had, he had a little bit of a backseat to writing, but in the studio he was kind of like taking care of his health. Yeah. So there was a piece missing of the puzzle. So we had that record, you know, we, we made it and we're proud of it, but it was like, it was very like knee jerk, like ultra, just like, ah, makes just, music oh, now. So, yeah, totally. Where I think on our, on In Our Wake, we had a, a moment to like reflect on what worked and what felt good about making music again, mm -hmm. what our fans loved, what we loved. And so I think there's a whole new sense of like, like, again, I say moment of clarity when you make this new record where there's not as much pressure because you already did one. Yeah. And it's like, it, it just all seems like it made more sense, you know? Yeah, you can, and you can hear it. I mean, yeah. like, uh, as, some, as someone, an outsider listening and stuff, you can hear it. You can, yeah. And I actually think it was a brilliant progression to come back to. You had to come back. You got to be real. You got to come back with, what, with what's in your heart and you got to keep working. I mean, that's, that's, that's something that I don't know that a lot of songwriters talk about it as much. But like for me, and I think it sounds like it, it is for you, it's, it has a lot to do with writing in the moment yeah. and you know, making friends with that moment first and then get moving forward and not yeah. trying to force something. I feel like every record Atreyu's ever made is very much a picture of where we're at at that time. Mm -hmm. No other moment in time matters. Yeah, but you're not thinking about, oh my God, is this song gonna be rad in 10 years? years. Yeah. yeah, you don't it's, think about that shit. Where are we at right now? People will listen to that and say, okay, that's where they were at right there. Mm -hmm. right there. It's like anyone else. If a painter makes paintings and the 
paintings from the fucking 40s or the 50s or the 60s are different, whatever. It's like there's a different expressions of that. Yeah. That's the same thing in music. So yeah, like you have to be, I feel like the only way is to follow that road because anything else comes off as contrived and, and bullshit and everyone can sniff bullshit from a mile away. Oh, especially these days, man. Yeah. With, with everything that's out there right now, it's done. Like yeah. you, you got to be yourself because if you ain't, like everyone knows it. There's a million bands that sound the same. Yeah. They all will do okay. Yeah. You know? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. Be yourself and it always works out. Well, I'm just super glad that we're, uh, we're still able to do this shit together, man. Yeah, it's a phenomenal thing. This is thing. fucking awesome. Where, where's the counter? Where's the counter? <laughs> okay, so getting back to that first tour and um, all you guys' songs and everything, there was, there was a specific song that was always stuck in our heads yeah. after you guys, you guys used to end with it on, the, on, the, on that tour. And it was the, it's so hard to see yeah. when you guys, what's the name of it? Ain't Live Grand. Ain't Live Grand. Ain't Live Grand. So as I know, we'd be in the dressing rooms when we'd, when we'd hear it, you know, especially on the nights where we're, we're very wrapped up and you guys are closing out and we're getting ready and stuff. We'd be in the back going, it's so hard to pee when your dick is frozen <laughs> to the back of your leg. <laughs> That's a visual right there. <laughs> it totally was. And part of it, like, I, I, at the time, I was, like, always thinking, I'm like, it was cold that time of year, yeah, too. I think it was, it was, it was, it was December yeah. on the West Coast. And we were, we were going up to, like, Seattle and stuff, too. I don't know if we saw a lot of snow, but we definitely saw a lot of rain on that tour. There's a lot of frozen dicks to the back of the back. <laughs> a lot of frozen dicks. What, do you, what would you grade that? So we get, we get that a lot. We had, we had uh, Dragon Force <laughs> gave us uh, I Ride, I Ride. Uh, on my motorbike all day and night <laughs> for backcountry. They did something yeah, like yeah. that for us. We asked them, they're like, oh yeah, we did that. And, uh, um, so do you get that at all from like any yeah. other bands and stuff? Like, what? So where does this one, where does this one grade? I would say this is a good like, this is a good B plus A minus. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've had... Uh, I'd, I'd expect more from us, but you know, I get it. I mean, what I meant was <laughs> C minus. <laughs> uh, we had a uh, Hell or High Water toured with this band with, with Nothing More. Yeah, yeah Nothing More. I love that lot. band. Uh, last couple of years, we did a bunch of tour with them. And they have, their last song that says, Burn the Witch. So the whole thing is, Burn the Witch. So we'd be like, at the end of the day, like at the merch table, or like bands would be like, everyone's leaving. So it turned into, buy some merch. <laughs> <laughs> like, there'd be like four people at the merch table yelling that That's as rad. they're playing. That's okay. so bad. And then today, actually, I posted. So I, I was listening on uh, on Sirius, and the, that band, Highly Suspect, has mm -hmm. that. Uh, my name is Human. Yeah, it's good too. And I was saying how much better it would be if it was, my name is Herman. <laughs> Hello, my name is Herman. <laughs> and it just talks about a guy named Herman and his like daily shit. Like maybe he's got a dog that like, barks at people. And how how much more like how much more mundane can the name Herman be? Be yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Herman. Yeah. And he's got to write a song about it naturally. I think. That I mean, he knows his time. name is Herman. Yeah. He's got to write a song about it's it. Kind of so very natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard it a lot. You know, that yeah. I just wanted to. That's wanted to see your take on it. Yeah. I feel like I recanted that story the other day when I knew that we were going to do this episode, yeah. and I was like. I wonder if he has any idea that we used to sing that. <laughs> I think if, if there's any band in existence that hasn't done that to another band they've been on tour with, they have no souls. No, totally. And yeah, you don't want to. You don't no want to tour with them. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to tour with them. No. Don't give them tour. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I think we got everything we need for this show. Seriously, thank you so much for coming, man. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Another cheers count. Cheers, count it. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.